Hey friend, welcome to the Paloma Grace podcast. My name is Anna Grace. I'm Evie. And I'm Sophia. We are so glad you're here. Our mission is to support, encourage, and challenge young Catholic women on their journey toward heaven. We pray this podcast above all else invites you to radically claim your beloved identity in Jesus Christ, the seed for living our one in eternity life. Here's to telling our stories. Welcome home. Hello, hello. Guys, can you believe it? Welcome to season two of the Paloma Grace podcast. So, Ev, can you believe it? I cannot believe it. Oh my gosh. I just want to like go and like do cartwheels outside because I'm so excited. And the days leading up to today where we get to like sit and record. Oh my gosh, man, I'm ready. I've missed this. Just like getting to see your guys' faces and little squares and just like uh, bounce joy off of each other. Yeah. Like I know we mentioned this before too, but even just thinking about like the different seasons of life that we're all in right now and like where we were when we started recording and all the in-betweens and everything that's happened. It's just like, praise God. Like he's just such a good father just watching over us through the whole thing. And I feel like now this community has been watching over me too. It's been Mm. such a good blessing. I cannot agree anymore. And to We've tried to record these episodes a few times, but there's been something about this morning that feels really right, feels kind of comfy in in the way that the Lord has provided this timeline for us. So I'm so stoked to get to get back. I think that, well, to give our listeners maybe a little bit of a background, like we took a pretty substantial break this summer and really just by the guidance of God focused on personal holiness of wanting to become so closely united to him closer to one another so as these podcasts then can just be a natural overflow from all of those graces um but I would agree with you too and echo and just say like I my spirits are so high and so like in the best way anxious to get started for Mm -hmm. for everything that's to come this season um what are you guys up to what's going on in your hearts right now what what's going on in life? Yeah, I was gonna suggest, like, let's say a little, like, snippet of, like, where we're all at. Um, I mentioned to them, like, right before we started, I was like, guys, what a luxury it is to have to record this, like, in my own room. Whereas, for context, for everyone last year, I would sit in the hallway of my freshman dorm and record these podcasts, so. Um, and strategically mute yourself whenever people would <laughs> walk by. <laughs> Why are people going to practice at seven on a Saturday? Like, like this is insane. Um, but yeah, praise God. I know he was chuckling at that. Um, but yeah, I am in my junior year at Belmont Abbey College. Um, I have just recently quit the sport team here at school. Um, which is probably like the biggest thing going on in my life right now, but I, I have to say, I have never felt more free and I've never felt more available to the people around me than I do right now. And I just, I mean, long story short, it just kind of came down to, I didn't want to be remembered as just a mediocre soccer player, you know, another girl in the field. I wanted to be remembered as like the chick that started the Bible study and the chick that's talked about Jesus all the time. And you know, the chick that carried around her water bottle at the parties, like, I want to be that girl, and I want to be here, like, abundantly, and I wasn't, I was 
just in the middle of two camps and I was, wasn't really doing either of them well. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was a really tough decision, a really hard conversation, but like, man, I'm just living in freedom. I think if I had to describe like right now, this season, I would say it's a season of release, a season of just open-handedly letting go um, of all just like the little things and the little identities I was like clinging on to. But yeah, junior year of college, honestly, just have making some memories with my friends and going on road trips and all the things that Jesus knows my heart desires. So it's been beautiful, but yeah, so in college. <laughs> so I just makes go. me really happy. Oh, Very inspiring. Also, I picked up this little, like, I don't remember who said or who started it, but one of my friends after it's not even like anything like crazy. They'll be like, praise God. Like, just like, Oh yeah. Like I mailed something today. They're like, Oh, praise God. Like, <laughs> I just casually just sprinkle it in and I can't stop but it's like a good thing a good problem to have but I'm just thinking of like salt bay like so sprinkling in like praise God, God. <laughs> yeah oh my goodness hey, what's up with you girl yeah I'm doing well um moved to Oklahoma City this summer um graduated from college started um a grad program and I'm teaching um teaching ninth grade theology and 10th grade English at a Catholic school and it's been so much fun it's so much work like who thought that my teachers when I was growing up did so much work <laughs> um and they they probably had it down to to more of like a rhythm they're probably faster at lesson planning than I am right now that first year of teaching, the first month of teaching for sure. Like I'm, I'm just slow at things. Um, but it's been so much fun to like get to know all of these 14 and 15 year olds and just get to walk through life with them. Um, has just been such a blast. They say and do the funniest things. Um, and it's just been, yeah, it's been so, so much fun. Um, and I'm living in community, which has been really great. Um, I feel like Oklahoma is, and I've only been here for like a few weeks now, so I'm probably not the expert, but I feel like Oklahoma is like that perfect blend between Southern hospitality and like Midwestern nice. Mm. I don't know. Like there's, there's so much um just kindness here like people have been so welcoming and so hospitable um my community members and I have been laughing because it seems like everyone we meet is like oh come swim at our pool um because I think that's just the thing that people do here is like offer up their pools because it's really hot <laughs> that's the other thing that I'm slowly getting used to is the heat yeah definitely not um not used to that in Minnesota or in Indiana. Um, but overall, I think like within the sort of whirlwind that was this summer and like moving and sort of starting this, um, this program and teaching, I've really been trying to slow down, like really been trying to slow down. I started reading Anna Grace, this was probably in like one of the very early podcast. I was gonna say maybe like episode three or four. <laughs> yeah, very early that you recommended uh, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. 
Um, and so I've been reading through that and it's just so good. So good. And mm -hmm. so I've been trying to single task and like not multitask. Um, it's tough though. You realize how much you do it. Oh my goodness. I'm constantly multitasking and not doing it well, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just like, I've just really been trying to notice all of the times that I grab my phone instead of, um, I don't know, grabbing a book or, um, or being outside and, um, even those moments that I am outside, like how often I'm looking at my phone or thinking about, um, like how much work I have to do or trying to just like go too fast. Um, so that's been my sort of goal right now, or that's what sort of I've been working on this the last couple of weeks is just like really slowing down and trying to be really intentional about how I spend my time. But it's also revealing to me all of the ways that I'm not <laughs> super intentional. Me too. We can hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. That's when I'm catching on to you. <laughs> so praise God. <laughs> True. <laughs> Jesus, praise your name. <laughs> um, God. <laughs> that's where grace comes in, you know? It's like, okay, all of those ways that we start to notice, literally praise God that like, it's not all up to us, you know? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. there and he's, he's even more than just there. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks for sharing, gals. I'm just, I'm, I'm over the moon to be here. Um, I don't have as many updates, I think, as you both do, because when we were recording our last couple episodes of season one, I was in Orange County. I had just recently moved. So my whirlwind kind of came in the midst of that season. But I am at a new job and I love what I'm doing. I feel as I'm living in this very generous season of abundance and my typical disposition to that would be to feel guilty or unworthy of like, or anticipation of like when that desolation was going to come, like, okay, I'm going to brace myself. I'm going to brace myself instead of just rejoicing and celebrating. So I'm really trying to soak up all the grace, right? Like I think it's St. Ignatius of Loyola talks about those like consolations and desolations. I could be wrong. I could be misquoting it, but I'm pretty sure it was him. And if I don't store up these consolations, like then I'm going to be right back in the same place that I was when it comes to seasons of desolation. Um, I don't think my students or my coworkers will listen to this, but shout out to you all <laughs> because you are the best graces of my day. Maybe aside from you, Chris, like I could not ask for better students, better coworkers. I feel as though I'm living in this dream, but I think it's the Lord's just giving me some sort of new perspective to see him and all these other people. Um, and this, this summer was a big season of desolation for me. It was a tough one. And so I think that I'm also receiving this abundance with much more gratitude than I typically do, knowing how much work he did in my soul this past summer to allow me to really enjoy where I'm at. So with that being said, I would love to kind of introduce and not to be punny, but like cast the vision for this upcoming season because we have so many hopes and desires for for this upcoming season with the PG podcast. Um, if you were to go to our website, there are six pillars for the vision 
of this ministry um, under our about page. And those were crafted in adoration with the Lord of sitting there and going, okay, Lord, like most young women, like I feel as though I'm just doing something that already somebody else has already done, or I'm not good enough, or somebody else would be more qualified to do this. And although these pillars that we're going to walk through casting the vision of what it would look like for us to be women completely um, inundated with the grace of the Holy Spirit, I think that looking at detail sometimes can draw us into these crevices that we otherwise overlook in our hearts that actually have the ability to really radically transform us. And so the, the theme for our entire season two is vision and all that encompasses that that word, because it is pretty substantial, beginning with these six pillars of the vision of what it looks like to be a Paloma Grace woman, which would just simply means to belong completely to the Lord, right? Like to be led by the Holy Spirit and to be animated by the grace of God. Um, and even just getting to talk about that, like how often do you think gals, like we sit and we actually cast a vision for what kind of woman we become, right? Like, I think that it has to happen sometimes in community. I don't know what your experiences is like with right. this, but, but we need it. I don't know if you guys have anything to add, like to enhance this right here, but I would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I mean, even with when Evie was talking about her journey of being present, I am kind of like right in that too. Um, I'm just trying to be completely in what I'm doing, but in the process of being completely in what I'm doing, I feel like the beauty of like the season of life is just kind of gliding away from me. And it's almost like I'm in this hazy, like, just, I don't know, trance of like going to class and going to coffee and going to work and doing all these things that are beautiful. And I think last year I had these like rosy glasses on of like, ah, like college. And now it's like, they're still beautiful, but I'm like, I'm so convicted of like missing that beauty because like the vision wasn't cast. Like I'm, the vision wasn't there to be like, okay, Jesus today I will see you in everything that I do. Like every person I run into and every opportunity or everything I experience is an opportunity to like come face to face with you, Jesus. And if I don't cast that vision for myself at the very beginning of the day, it's not going to happen. Like my day is just radically different. If I wake up 30 minutes earlier and sit and drink my coffee in peace and say, Jesus, like, where do you need me to go? I'll go. Um, whereas if I just roll out of bed, make it brush my teeth go to class like you know what I mean and lately like that's the state that I've been in <laughs> and it's been hard and I agree like you need that community um to kind of hold you accountable in that area <laughs> my go-to has been I you guys as teachers could kind of see the other end of this but my goal has been to not pack up while the teacher is talking like at the thank end thank you so much I love you I literally <laughs> love that so much <laughs> I'm like, I kind of want to like start a movement because I am like, at last five minutes of class where you know, like it's about to be over and like, you're about to go. I'm like packing up. I'm like, where am I going? And I'm missing like all this stuff. And I was like, no, like the piece that comes from sitting back and watching everyone else in a frenzy, zipping up their stuff and getting ready to go and like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just in, I got nowhere to be. Um, and honestly, I think that's like the state of my heart that I want to be in completely like at all times not just in class I'm just like I got nowhere to be Jesus except for where you need me to be so Amen. let's go but yeah without that vision cast in the beginning of the day I'm just 
I'm just lost. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So not just as a teacher, but also like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really beautiful. I've been thinking too about how often I cast a vision for things other than myself. Like, I feel like I'm always thinking, or at least like historically, right? Like through my life have been like, well, this is what I want my career to look like, or this is what I want my friends um, to be like in the future. Or like I, what I want my spouse to be like, or this is what I want my, my kids to be like, or um, just like thinking so much about, I guess my own circumstances in the future and not so much about like who I'm gonna be in those circumstances, you know? And so I think that like the vision of Paloma Grace and these statements about who we can be as women sort of guided by the Holy Spirit is just like way more powerful than any vision I could cast for like my own circumstances because those ultimately like while they they matter and they're good are not going to determine my own like feelings of joy or fulfillment or like satisfaction but like the these visions like the ones um that that Anna Grace wrote and like the the ones that have been sort of like crafted through prayer like these are the ones that are going to lead us to to joy and to to union with with Jesus yeah Amen. And, and I think as we shared this first pillar, I want to provide the, the disclosure that like these visions are beyond ourselves right now. And in fact, like the entirety of them probably will be until we get to heaven. I think as women, sometimes we hear these vision castings and it's like, how could I ever get to that place? Right. And so we look at like the gap, right, between who we are and who we want to be. And the devil's going to be immediately on the prowl to get us to be discouraged. Like there's no way I could get there. And kind of the reality is like, so true. I've even been talking about this with my students. Like I can't get there on my own. Like these visions that we have for ourselves are, we can't be self-sufficient in the pursuit of them. It's impossible. That's why grace is this like mysterious but irreplaceable and completely necessary role in our spiritual lives and and so because of that like I want us to remain encouraged right even as we're talking here like I'm realizing this nature of vision that it's something beyond like it's something ahead right Mm -hmm. it's something that we're seeing maybe that we're anticipating but it doesn't mean impossible right with God like nothing's impossible it's such a cliche phrase However, I wish that it wasn't a cliche phrase because I think when we make it a cliche, we stop believing in the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So without further ado, let's dive in. This first vision, again, it's meant to be radically transforming, um, but it's that these were written from the first person perspective, first of all, a little bit more of an explanation here. Um, And they're kind of written in the present tense which is also, I think, was intentional of the Holy Spirit to not 
keep it in the future, right? But to bring that grace into the present. So this first pillar says, I am a woman who is unwaveringly confident as a result of the trust she has in the beloved and unique purpose the Lord sowed into her dry bones when he brought her to life. I'm going to read that one more time. I am a woman who is unwaveringly confident as a result of the trust she has in the beloved and unique purpose the Lord sowed into her dry bones when he brought her to life. Oh, let's run wild. So <laughs> the first thing that I thought of is, so yesterday we, as like an archdiocese had this retreat thing and, um, there was this like beautiful talk given by a teacher and she was talking about how the Lord sewed us all into the, or knit us all. It was like, I have knit you. Um, oh, what is the, uh, I knit you in your mother's womb, your mother's womb. Um, and I, or you have knit me in my mother's womb and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not exactly sure that was a paraphrase, but, um, this idea of like sewing and knitting is so purposeful and like so particular that it's not like the Lord duct taped our dry bones together or like the Lord didn't, um, I don't know, like hot glue our dry bones together. Like it wasn't like, um, done messily or done without purpose, but like sewed us like sewed into our dry bones like this beloved and unique purpose and that's i read that verse it's from psalm 139 it says for you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb i praise you for i am wondrously made Mm. so beautiful and i mean i mean even for me too i'm a big embroidery gal and like when you're starting that project out, it's like, obviously, you know, like what it's the end goal is going to be like, you have that vision for it. Vision. Um, <laughs> but, um, but like in the process of it, like, it's not going to look like what you want it to be at the end. And like other people looking at it, aren't going to see like your end goal. Like they're not, they can't see the vision that you have. Um, so yeah, and like just the particular and the intricacy of like the sewing, the in and out of just Jesus, of what Jesus wants to do. Um, yeah, that honestly like took my breath away at first too. And, uh, and so another thing I think that really, really convicted me because this is what I need to work on like big time. Um, it's like, okay, confidence, great. Unwaveringly, beautiful. But as a result of the trust that she has in the beloved, like that is so key. It's not just like, oh Lord, I want to be confident. I want to be unwaveringly confident. But no, it's like that's only one end. Like that's only half of it. But like as a result of the trust, you can only be so confident if it's just confidence in yourself. But confidence in what Jesus needs you to do or where he needs you to go is a completely different ballgame and a much harder ball game. I think because 
a result of trust is a result of not knowing and not seeing. And just like in that embroidery of like people looking at me doing a project and I'm like, oh yeah, you just, you can't tell like, but it's going to be like this one day or when I finish. Like, so too for Jesus, like when he's working on my heart and I can't tell what he's doing. Like I cannot tell where he's leading me or where he wants me to go. Not a clue, like not a clue. And yet I need to become unwaveringly confident that there, that he does have a clue and he does have a vision. And that confidence is going to stem from like my trust in that vision because, and I say all these things, like, I know I, yeah, obviously just trust. (laughs) Trust is the easiest thing in the world. (laughs) Guys, come on, like get on the trust train. Like it's so easy. Like, no, (laughs) I'm, I'm growing in that every day. Um, sometimes retreating because, you know, but, um, and that's the thing is, um, about visions and, and in general, it's just like healing. Like, I think a lot of people think that like, oh, when I get to a place of healing, like that's my final destination, you know, and almost kind of put it on a pedestal and that what I do, but it's more about like the day to day that when you wake up and you say like, yes, I want to be healed. Like, yes, I want to be transformed. That's, that's following the vision, you know, like it's, it's don't put yourself in this situation where you're like, well, I'm not there yet. I don't completely trust. I'm not completely confident. That doesn't matter. It's, are you more confident than you were yesterday? Like, do you trust Jesus more than you trusted him yesterday? You know, um, in the day to day, like steps, because I can fall, I fall to that all the time of like, well, I'm not there yet. And I didn't do it well and I didn't win. So like, I might as well just give up, you know? Um, and that's, that's not the space that Jesus needs us to be in, but, you know, he's not going to work when we're there. So. Amen. So true. I was listening to a podcast yesterday with, it's called Restore the Glory and it's with Jake Kim and Bob Schutz and sister mm-hmm. Miriam was on this episode and she just very quickly used this phrase of like our mosaic of healing. And it stood out to me because this idea of trust, which like trust and safety are built throughout any sort of healing process for whatever it is that we're healing from. It trust is built upon experiences. I always tell my kids at the beginning of the year in school, like you have my respect, you have my love, but we build trust based on experience in the same way that I don't expect that they have my trust the first day of school. Like it would, it would be premature to have that. But now that we're a month into school, there's conversations that are starting to happen with me and my students, even outside of class of things that are going on in their lives, or we're even talking about them collectively together in the classroom. And now those things are blooming because we've built those small interactions with one another that communicate, I'm safe here. I belong here. And it is okay for me to explore things in this classroom, be it questions, be it objections, whatever it is. And I think as you were both saying, we develop this unwaveringly beautiful confidence by trust, which are these small moments throughout the day. As you were talking, Soph, about the idea, like we don't know what the Lord is going to do, right? Like his movements are mysterious. We can't fully, we can't see into the future, right? We don't know what Anna Grayson 10 years is going to look like. Lord only knows. (laughs) She's going to be a wonderfully hot mess that is just beautiful and loving life. But it made me think of this verse from John chapter three, when 
the Lord is talking to Nicodemus because he just, he doesn't understand this idea of baptism or being born again of water and the spirit. And the Lord uses the wind to talk about it. He's right. He's like, Nicodemus, like the wind blows where it wills. Do you hear the sound of it? But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Like we know the wind by how it animates the leaves of the trees and the sounds that it makes. And I think as we slow down and we craft time in prayer with the Lord, not just sitting down silently someplace, yes, it's important, but these like these punctuations throughout our day, right? In between classes for myself as a teacher, going to shut the door at the beginning of class and just saying a quick prayer to him, whatever it be, praying before a meal, like noticing as I'm walking down the hallway to get my lunch, whatever it is that then we start to notice those animations of the Holy Spirit, like in ourselves, those small changes that we've been anticipating and wanting in our hearts, how we recognize that we're not dry bones anymore, that the Lord's breathed life into us Mm -hmm. and that there is nobody else, not just in this world, not just in this universe, but in time itself, that is where I'm at doing what I am. Right. And I think we are able sometimes as Christians to like boldly proclaim, like I've been chosen one in eternity for this life, for this body, for these relationships, but then like becoming super attentive to that every moment. Like there's like the Lord has chosen me to be here with you too, right now for this time. Right. Like he did, he didn't choose anybody else. And so because of that, how can I just be open to receive all the grace that he has for me and all the ways in which he wants me to be a vessel of his grace. And because then we live like in this weightless restfulness, right? When we're confident, we like forego these fragile egos that tell us that we are worth something when we achieve something, when we're, we look a certain way, when there are these circumstances that are conducive to those things instead of saying like, no, I'm going to live suspended above all of those factors. Mm-hmm. And it will be, I will be suspended above them because I know that my God, my dad, my creator has me in the palm of his hand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even just resting in the confidence of like, I've been fucked from eternity to mm-hmm. be here. Whatever that looks like for anybody, like that just gives me the confidence like any confidence I need because now it's like okay well I've been chosen um like I was needed Jesus like to fill fill your plan then like okay then like let's go all my other weaknesses like I know you see them and I know you want to use them I mean my go-to verse like throughout high school and even now um is Esther 414 perhaps this is the moment for which you've been created and like I don't like like we said, like, we don't know what Jesus wants from us. And like, what if, you know, right now recording this one episode, we're sitting here in this room, what if this is the moment I was created? You know, like, what if like, so like last night I went to go pick up a friend and my phone died. Like, as I like pulled up to the apartment and I was like, I have absolutely no idea how to get in contact with her. And I was just kind of like standing outside, just like, Jesus, take the wheel. And like a car pulled around the cute, cute Carrie Underwood. I was like, uh, and literally, call our car pulled around the corner. I was like, are you like, are you looking for anything? And I was like, my friend is in this building. 
I don't know how to get in touch with her. My phone's in there. I use our charger. So I was standing outside the car, like, using their charger, um, you know, and we're just, like, talking. And I was just, like, hey, like, hey, guys, like, how can I pray for you? And, like, this, she just had, like, twins, um, like, a couple of days ago. And I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, absolutely. So you're having this really good conversation just standing outside at, like, 1230 last night. But, like, perhaps, like, that was the moment that I was created, was to stand outside this apartment building, absolutely confused, waiting for this stranger to come along, or vice versa, like, what if that, them pulling around the corner, letting me use their charger, like, what would, what if that was their, that's why they were created, like, probably not, but, (laughs) but it's, like, living in this open-handed season right now, it's, like, maybe it is, like, I don't know, but, like, I want to be available to that, um, and I want to be completely just, present and ready for whatever Jesus says like go like it's time like go um like go and serve me um and my like confidence I think has just flowed from that um because if I let my confidence be completely fueled by like myself I would be a mess and I think that's where I used to be was I would put myself and like oh my talents and my strengths and what I bring to the table on this pedestal and then sometimes like you do things and you say things and that you regret and aren't exactly, they don't align with who you are. And then your vision of yourself just kind of starts to crumble. Um, but I think coming into this school year and coming into the season of release, I'm like, it's not me, you know, like I am not this, you know, what, what I'm all cracked up to be like, I am not that, um, like, it's completely Jesus, and what he's asking me to do, like, I'll do, and he'll provide the confidence for me to go there, and if I don't need to go there, then he won't provide it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what I've been, like, what has really struck me listening to you both, uh, it's just the power of the what if, or, like, the power of that word perhaps in perhaps this is the moment. For which I've been created like and the the sort of wonder that that brings about and the constant sort of like awe of wow like there are so many moments throughout my life that are so sort of like full of the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking too, since Anna Grace, you talked about the wind, like I've just been thinking of the moments in my life where um, I've just like really been aware of the Holy Spirit and not like super dramatic, like life-changing ways. But like you said, like as you're walking to get your lunch and you're like in a in a way, seeing the wind rustle through the leaves of your life, and you're like, oh, like, there's the Holy Spirit, like, hi, <laughs> hi, Jesus, um, like, that, I think those moments of, like, remembering that the wonder of that, I'm trying to figure out even just, like, how to articulate this, but, like, remembering um to to look for those moments or to or to be like wow the lord has such a beloved and unique purpose for my life and 
like, I think that often those words can seem really, really daunting. Um, like a purpose, like, I don't know what I, what my purpose would be. Like I get in my car in the mornings and I drive to work and then I do what I'm supposed to do. And then I come home and then I take a nap. (laughs) Like what's my purpose? (laughs) But like, um, Oh, but the, I think the very powerful, like, what if, what if it's that one kid in my, in, who sits in the back of my classroom, who just like really, really needs to feel today? Or like, what if it's that, that homeless man on the side of the road who just like really needed a reminder through my like open window, like my handing him like a granola bar like maybe he just really needed that reminder that God was going to provide for him and like how beautiful is it that I get to be a vessel for that you know mm-hmm. um, praise God praise God <laughs> praise God <laughs> oh okay well let's hop into our claims for this episode I am happy to get us started I have become a huge fan of The Chosen over these past couple of months. If you have not heard of it, it is a TV series online. I think it's on some platforms like Peacock or Hulu, as well as YouTube. So you can act, they also have an app for the series itself that you can access, but it goes through the life of Jesus and it makes me so emotional most of the episodes because they are so beautiful and they help really flesh out the humanness of a lot of the apostles, allowing us to see really the transformation that the Lord provided in their life in the same way that he can for us. But there's this scene with that we referenced today in the episode between Nicodemus and Jesus that might be my favorite scene that I've seen so far. And so I'll put in the show notes and I would definitely recommend checking it out. I, ooh, I think of a good one. I know. I think that's for me, I've seen um, that too. I know. I, okay, so I mentioned this um, when we started recording, but um, if you guys have heard of the Litany of Humility <laughs> before, um, that's had like a big presence in my life the past few days of, um, because it's like such a beautiful prayer and it's like such a convicting prayer because like, um, one of my friends kind of like highlighted this because we were joking around. And I was like, oh, that's risky business. Like, praying the Litany of Humility, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and I think I scared some of the freshmen in my Bible study. <laughs> they were like, oh, maybe we should pray. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's needed. But like, my friend was like, it's not like you're praying for like, oh, Jesus, like something bad to happen to me. Like, it's no, it's like when you pray for a virtue, any virtue, like, you're not like, oh, Jesus, when I wake up, help me to become more patient tomorrow. Or never like, have to worry about being patient. <laughs> right. Like, he's going to put, like, situations in your life that, like, you, where you have to grow in patience, you know? So, praying the litany of humility, it's not like, you're like, oh, Lord, make me more humble, and you wake up the next morning, and you're so humble. It's like, you, Jesus puts situations where you're, you're forced to be humble, and, um, you know, there was two days this past weekend, two days in a row, where my friends were like, let's pray the litany of humility, and I was like, sure, um, yeah, and um, just, like, living in that grace of just, like, I mean, 
for one, I let my best friend cut my hair and she, she gave me something I just did not expect. Um, but I'm, I do love, I do love, but, um, yeah. And just like in that moment of being like, Jesus, like I am nothing like my hair is nothing. My hair is temporary. Like that doesn't define me. Um, and then even just like little day-to-day moments of like, even last night my phone just dying. And I was like, okay, I am nothing. Like, let me trust and let me be completely like ready and open. Anyway, so just like noticing these little moments of like, all right, Jesus, you're asking me to be humble and you're asking me to trust in someone that's not me. I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend the Litany of Humility to any who have not heard of it or haven't prayed it in a while. Pray at your own risk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I would say, so this is a very little thing, but I am a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) Welcome Um, to the club. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just like, I have this like brown paper that I was using for, to decorate my classroom. And so I just like wrote a quote from John Steinbeck's East of Eden, which I've always wanted to read and I haven't gotten around to it, but there's this quote from it that it just like rocks me every time and so I put it on my wall and it says and now that you don't have to be perfect you can be good Mm. which I just love a whole lot um and so that's on my wall and I see it constantly (laughs) um so yeah and now that you don't have to be perfect you can be good Mm. praise Jesus I love that Make seal that and put that in my classroom. I'll give you. I'll give you a credit though. Oh, thanks. Credit. credit <laughs> John as Steinbeck. Evie Kenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Initially quoted by John Steinbeck. <laughs> Secondarily quoted by Evie Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, let's wrap up this first episode. We will see you next time to go through our second pillar of the vision of becoming the women that we want to. So, friends, thanks for being here. So, Ev, I love you guys so much, and. Oh. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Friends, be who God created you to be, and you will set the world on fire. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye. Hey, friend. Anna Grace here. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Paloma Grace podcast. If you did, feel free to send it to a family member or a friend, someone who could be encouraged by it. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episode topics, feel free to head to palomagrace.net. You can learn more about our story also on palomagrace.net or follow us at Paloma Grace Ministries on Instagram. We are praying for you until we see you next time and God bless you.